Welcome to another midweek episode of Checks and Balances. I am Michael Vincent. This is the Princess Diana of podcasting himself, James Cameron Blair. Why, hello, sir. And today we're going to do a mortgage market update with Mike and James. Woo! Man, that was an intro. Yeah, mainly mortgage update with Mike and James. Yeah. A little, little, little bit of James. James asks some questions. Michael uh, gives some answers. All so right, Mike, hit me with the question. Westpac, Westpac's up to some stuff. Westpac is up They're making to some, some money? stuff. They are not making as much money as they'd like, but we always talk about this, right? When as interest rates increase and as test rates increase, the amount of money that banks can lend decreases because naturally you can afford less if you've been stress tested at a higher rate. So what do banks do in this situation? Because remember, if there's one thing that banks love, it's record profits. Profits. So they will start pulling other levers to get that money walking out the front door. And Westpac, my oh my, have they pulled a lever? They pulled the pants down, have they? they? <laughs> pulled their pants down. Careful where you do that. So, <laughs> so Westpac came out and announced, uh, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday a couple of days ago, that they will do a like for like, what we in the industry call a dollar for dollar refinance. So that is, I have a million dollars of borrowing at ASB and I have a security there, a house. They will mirror that at Westpac without verifying your income and without verifying your expenses. They will need to see at least 12 months history of you repaying the loan and making sure that you aren't missing those repayments and you're not late and you're not defaulting. That is all of the verification that they need. Now, that is, like I said, pulling one hell of a lever. So that's kind of like if I'm Westpac and you're ASB and that your mate's been paying their loan, yeah. you're, like, you're like, no, 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 James, he's good. You can trust him. Yeah, you would think that. However, because, and, and, and we're talking about this, ASB and Westpac, similar risk profiles. ASB and Kiwi Bank. Similar risk profiles. Westpac and most of the first-tier banks, similar risk profiles. However, James. Liberty Finance? Let's say you've been at Liberty Finance, <laughs> who have a very different risk profile uh, to Westpac. It will still count so long as, well, they can still do it, so long as there is something on the credit check report that shows that this finance is with Liberty Finance. If I had a hypothetical client with a no doc loan, with a no doc loan at Liberty Finance, and maybe they bought an investment property, they shouldn't, and they, you know, it's a slightly tricky situation now. Yep. Like, does age come into it? Anything like that? So long as you've been paying your loans at the original lender, the assumption is that you'll be able to afford them at Westpac. And I'm, you know, I, I well, I half joke. This must about be like a free for all with like the the non-bank lenders to go to Westpac to get better interest rates. <laughs> to a degree, right? But at the end of the day, this actually stems from the Commerce Commission wanting people to be able to bank wherever they want, right? And to remove some of the friction between shifting between banks. And again, generally speaking, if I can afford it at Liberty on 15 and a half, 17%, what's to say I probably can't afford it at Westpac on 7%? I probably can in most scenarios, and like, except I'm tired of working three jobs. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but you, but you won't have to work three, just two and a half. So it's like, but the thing is, is the assumption actually does make sense, and it's not really the free for all that everyone will predict. Because at the end of the day, things that are stopping people from refinancing in this market, 
some of their interest rates might be on lower interest rates. Um, they may, I guess, to a degree, be stuck at their bank because of a cash contribution um, level. They may not have 12 months history of repaying the loans. So it's not like you can just land some ridiculous property at a third tier lender and then a month later bounce straight to Westpac. Mm. It's, there are some parameters it's in there. It's going to take you a while. Yeah, I imagine that Westpac will probably bring out some more parameters around what you can do because it does seem like a little bit, you know, foot on the gas here. Uh, and banks usually do that, you know, foot on the gas and then realize, oh, there are some downstream effects or externalities that we hadn't quite thought of. Uh, so they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. But for the moment, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's really good. So would you expect a lot of the move? Do you expect much movement? That's probably the first question. Um, I expect some movement. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain uh, people in the market and groups in the market that are really price focused. Um, and basically at the moment, because some people have tranches of interest rates on 3%, 5%, 7%, there's not much point in shifting to Westpac where it's all going to be on 7% straight away. So basically at the moment, given where interest rates are and where the market is, I expect a lot of people to probably be moving from those second tier banks to Westpac as a first tier bank. And yep, if the customer is acting dishonestly, uh, I mean, it still needs, sorry, one caveat here. It still needs to meet their servicing requirements. So if, if I say I earn $500,000 a year, and I plug it into the Westpac calculator and it works, okay, cool, that's fine. If I say that I earn $500,000 a year and we plug all of my debt into the Westpac calculator and it doesn't work, okay, no, you can't ship. So actually it does need to meet their servicing requirements as well. I should have mentioned that. But the verification is what they've removed. For, for people going for, who are stuck at second tier lenders, I imagine this is probably a really good opportunity for them to shift. However, why would you shift from ASB to Westpac if you're just going to increase your interest rate? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, KO's run out of money? <laughs> KO has run out of money. Yeah. So Kangora um, have a number of um, schemes and incentives to try and help people into their first home. Uh, and they came out with a statement on Monday as well. Big news day in the mortgage market on Monday. Um, Exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you're listening to this. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it said, hey, thanks very much. The first home partnership program that we run uh, is oversubscribed, so we're going to close all applications from it. However, at the start of that uh, statement that they put out was this sentence. Since its inception... In 2021, the Kanga Ora First Home Partnership Scheme has helped hundreds of Kiwis into their first home. Not thousands, not tens of thousands, but hundreds. That means since when? Since 2021. That means at a max, if that statement is to be taken literally, basically it's 999 people. Otherwise, you start quoting it in thousands. And right? you round up, right? You're at 850, you round to a thousand. Yeah, you add a bit of gist. So, James. How many hundreds of people do you think Kangora first home partnership? Under a thousand is not a lot for the, still the size of New Zealand. I don't know, seven hundred less. I feel like we're paying the prices right. Five hundred less. Three hundred. Four hundred. Wow. Around four hundred of these loans have been written. Now, Ravi and I were having a not a debate but a discussion about this the other day. Ravi. Uh, ultra right wing uh, hates everybody who needs any type of support. 
myself, I'm a bit softer. I don't mind giving people a bit of a hand. Um, and he was saying, look, you know, it's, it's a failure. And uh, he was listening to something the other day where they should just cut tax, right? Uh, because all you're doing is taking uh, taxpayer funds, putting mm. it through a bureaucratic system and funneling it out the bottom ineffectively uh, and that they should cut tax. I don't think that's entirely correct because that bureaucratic system is the mechanism of driving those funds to a particular segment of society. If you just cut tax on everyone, there's no right, way that mate. you're going to funnel 150 million Let's not get this executive first home buyers. However, you've got to imagine that given it's been in, you know, running for about three years, helping 400 Kiwis, I would call that a fail. That's not a pass mark. Yeah. That means that they've all also increased their staffing by 70% in the last three years. Have they? What, from like three to four? <laughs> so, no, but you know, when, you, when you think about it, um, uh, that means that either the criteria are too strict, and we did see that they relaxed the criteria a little bit, you know, uh, that it is too difficult to navigate, or that the information flow or the process between the banks and Kangaora is not smooth enough. And I would say that actually all three of those are issues for the first home partnership. Well, you don't like doing the loans, right? No. Yeah. And why don't you like doing the loans? Uh, they take ages. They're a pain to do. You've, You've got to go through Kong or and through the bank. Each have different credit policies. It just it's it's a real hassle, and it takes forever to do. Right. And if you're doing lending all day, every day, imagine how a first home buyer is going to feel about that process. Oh, exactly. And you know, it's. The idea is great, but I think it's almost like they've tried to solve, at the start anyway, too many problems with one thing. Like, if you just want to put Kiwis into a first home, great, make that the problem you're trying to solve. If you want to encourage new homes to be built in the market, great, have something separate that is, that's the problem you're trying to solve. By trying to, because for the at the start, a first home partnership scheme is only available for new build properties. So it's like, actually, just separate everything back out again you're trying to solve too many things at one stone the the, the trying to thread the needle of the policy and the uh, requirements was just an absolute nightmare anyway so this is mike's uh policy please two ticks uh mike for uh, october 14th uh, too dangerous <laughs> for that mate Def <laughs> definitely the power goes straight ahead any more, more, more mortgage updates um mike just, mortgage updates interest, interest rates are going up yeah, uh, but they'll come down soon. Um, Ravi's looking at me like, don't say that. Yeah. Mate. Uh, no, I mean, everything else is pretty much, I guess, uh, status quo out there. Um, we are seeing some second tier lenders that are looking at doing 90% lending um, for investment properties. So that should be um, pretty interesting over the next couple of months as well. Cool. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Hit the sub, review and a like, and we will catch you next time. Cheers.